Welcome to episode 11 of Button Key Games Cast. I'm Jordan, and uh, this is Evan, and we're here to have some beer and talk about some games. Teen Titans, go! Yeah. I've been, yeah. I've, I've been in a comic book kick recently. Oh, yeah? And I've also been watching that old Teen Titans cartoon. Yeah, that was good, man. Those yeah. were good times. Uh... It got me excited because I recently watched Teen Titans Go to the Movies. Uh, that movie they came out with based on the new version of Teen Titans. Yeah. And there is a... Spoilers, there's a post-credit tease that the original Teen Titans are coming back uh, in show form. So, that got me a little excited. Yeah, that's good. I've just been on a comic book kick in general. I signed up to the DC Universe app. And have just been reading a bunch of comics. And I've started playing Arkham Asylum again. It's a good game. Yeah. Uh, I might stop playing Arkham Asylum again. Yeah. That camera you have when you're just walking around is very annoying to me. Well, it doesn't feel quite as revolutionary as it did when it came out. Yeah, the camera's just so close to his shoulder. Yeah. That looking around is not fun. It's a good game, though. It is. And Arkham City was even better. Yeah. I think nowadays I would probably like Arkham City more than Asylum, but I kind of hold Asylum in this reverence. Yeah. Because it was incredible. Right. But yeah, just comics over here. That's cool. What's man. up with you? Um, well, got a couple of things I need to touch on. Got got some personal things uh, that may affect this podcast a little bit, so I want to get into that a little, kind of share with the with the folks who are listening. All right. Um, I'm a big guy. I've always been a pretty big guy. Right now, yep. I'm weighing about 300. Well, this beginning of this week, I was about 320 pounds, and I have a lot of back issues and. Things like that, which I'm sure a lot of other gamers have experienced similar problems. Um, and I just got to a point where I got to do something about it. Yeah. I got a kid, you know, and I got to think about my future. And at this point, the way that I eat and the way that I handle myself, I don't feel like I'm going to make it another 10 years like this. Yeah. So a friend of mine. Willie Rad the Welder on Instagram. He's a pretty big guy, too. Yeah, he's big. Um, he's always been a pretty big guy since I've known him. And uh, he started doing something called DDP Yoga. And I was watching his progress. And he's lost, like, I can't remember how much, but it's like 130 pounds or something like that. And I started asking him about it. Because he and his wife have both like lost a lot of weight and look really good. And um, upon asking him about it, I was like, man, I, I, need to, I need to try this. I need to do this. So I talked to my wife about it, and we, we signed up and everything. But the bottom line is, a big part of this is I can't have a lot of certain foods. Um, and I feel a lot better since I've given them up. But one of the things that I have to give up is beer. Yeah. 
which is a hard thing for me. Um, I, I talked to, to Willie Rad about it, and I was like, do I have to give up at least one beer a week? And he said, yeah, man. And I was like, I don't want to mess with this thing we got going because I feel like it's going well. And he said, well, just do this. Give it up for a month. And if you think you can add it back in after, then go ahead. So right now I'm committing to not have any beer for a month. Now the, the hook here is I can't have gluten. I don't know that I buy into the whole gluten-free business. But I see it's working for them, so I'm still giving it a shot. So I am going to have beer, but it's going to be gluten-free beer. And there aren't a lot of options for that in Richmond, Virginia. So I may end up having the same beer for a few weeks in a row or something like that. Um, I hope that you know, all the listeners out there can appreciate where I'm coming from on this. Because um, it's, just, it's just really important that I that I get to a healthy state for someone my age, the amount of back problems that I have is ridiculous. I have ruptured disc in my lower back and all kinds of other stuff. So I'm doing DDP yoga, which is something that was created by Diamond Dallas Page, who's a WWE wrestler from, from a while ago. But um, anyway, I won't get too much into what all that is, but I just wanted to fill you guys in on where I'm at because it's going to affect this podcast a little bit. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's where we are. And you asked me, uh, my thoughts on it being that we're in this podcast together and I told you that I care more about you being healthy so we can do the podcast longer than us having a segment for the show. And I know that the people that listen to us want you to be healthy as well. So I'm sure it's all well wishes from everyone. Uh, and if there's somebody that leaves the podcast cause you're not drinking, uh, that's their loss. Yeah. But, um, I started this on Tuesday. It's now Saturday morning. We, uh, recording a little bit later than typical. Um, but, um, I'm, I'm down seven pounds so far. So that's awesome. It's doing something for me. My body feels different. So I'm going to keep going with it. See what happens. And I'm sure we'll keep everybody uh, that listens to us updated on your progress, too. Yeah, I might do something maybe once a month. I'm not going to talk about it every episode, but... Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's exciting. I'm excited for you. Thanks, man. Not out of irreverence, but uh, I'm still going to be drinking on the podcast. <laughs> um, I don't blame you. Uh, so this week I'm drinking uh, Brooklyn Bel Air Sour. Um, and I'm probably one of those weird people that really likes sours a lot. They're one of my favorite types of beers. Uh, and we're getting into spring summer, which is like sour uh, goza season. So I can't be more excited. I love Bel Air Sour. It's, it's, a, it's a classic staple. Uh, usually get like two or three six packs a year. Um, but I'm hoping soon to get up to a brewery called Vazen. Uh, in Richmond and get some pictures for you guys uh, because they're a brewery that specializes in sours and they're one of my favorites around here. I love them. Uh, they have a sweet, a sweet place. So uh, look at our Instagram button key games. Uh, 
or Twitter, Bunkey Games or Evan Bunkey, and I'll be posting about them hopefully in the near future. Cool. Uh, but what are you drinking this week? Well, I have one of the few gluten-free beers available. Um, it is called, it, well, it's by Omission Brewing Company. It's just a lager, bright and crisp, plain and simple. And um, it sounds all right. I'm a bit curious. I mean, one of my favorite flavors of beer is the wheaty flavors. Mm. You know, so we'll see what happens. Cool. Uh, but on to the games, I guess. Yeah. Um, I've played a couple uh smaller games this week, or not small games, but indie games. Uh, quote unquote. Can I guess indie doesn't really mean much anymore. Uh, but. One of them I've been playing is called Operencia, The Stolen Sun. Um, and it's a game I found on Game Pass. It released day and date with the actual game, so it is new. And it is a turn-based RPG where uh, all of your movement takes place in like a first-person grid type thing. So kind of old-school, uh, old-school dungeon crawlery. Um, kind of like those Legends of Grimrock games that came out a few years ago. Um, I've been having a good time with that. Uh, everything takes place in first person. So even when you're in combat, you are in first person combat, even though you're a group of four people. Hmm. Uh, and that's one of my complaints is when you take attacks from the enemy. Um, it's just a general visual effect that the enemy gives you. And then you kind of have to focus on like the smaller health bars on the side of the screen to see who actually got hit. Huh. Um, so That's it's kind of kind of tough in that way. Um, but the combat is um like distance based. So you have three different distances. You have close, medium, and far. And all of your attacks and all of your abilities have a scale at uh a scale of effect uh regarding which range it is. So if it's like a melee attack, it'll be most effective to a close range. If it's a ranged attack, it'll be most effective to a long range. So you kind of have to balance out who you're hitting, who you're targeting. Uh, it's obviously a turn-based RPG, so target big guys, target small guys, all that stuff. Um, I think the more enjoyable part for me has been the exploring the world segments. Um, they're doing a lot of cool stuff with puzzles and uh it's really fun just looking around that world it's a fantasy dragon age style world Hmm. um and someone has stolen the sun well that's an interesting concept it's an interesting concept um the levels they put you in are pretty cool the first level you start in is a sunken castle so the castle you're walking through the rooms you just see like water suspended above your head Uh, And there are points where you walk through rooms of water and you have to pay attention to your oxygen. Uh, Mm. And it's a really interesting environment, especially to start out that game. Uh, I hit kind of a wall where I'm going to have to figure out how to grind a little bit because it did get a little difficult. Um, But it's interesting enough that I do want to get over that barrier and see more of this game. That's interesting. Uh, So definitely if you have Game Pass, I would I would recommend looking at that. I don't know the actual price of it because I'm not good at research, but uh, yeah, if you have Game Pass, well, look when at you that. have Game Pass, who cares what the price is? 
When you have Game Pass, who cares what the price is? The price is $9.99 a month or $14.99 a month if you want that gold. We're we're skipping to news. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah, we'll talk about that in a second, I believe. (laughs) Uh, And I've also been playing another indie game called Katana Zero. Uh, And I know you've been playing this as well. Yeah. Uh, It came out on the Switch this week. Mm-hmm. And man, game's that wild. game is nuts. Yeah. But I think when you say it's wild, it sounds like you're more positive on it. Uh, it might be a little too wild for me. I'm so here's here's the thing. This is not my kind of game in general. This type of game is not my kind of game. Like when I see a 2D side scroller. It's got to really do something special to impress me. And I know that's not a lot of people, but here's the truth, man. I'm, I'm a shooter guy. I like shooters. You know, I'm not a huge Call of Duty fan because that's just kind of generic to me. But um, in general, shooters are what excites me the most. So when I see like, you know, a side-scroller 2D game, I'm not usually that interested. Um, but this one I'd been hearing a lot of good things about, and it looked really cool. And I, I like the instant death idea. Um, so I decided to give it a try. Um, and I like it. It's good. It's a lot of fun. It's still not like the kind of game I'm going to praise to all heaven, you know, but, um, but it's really good. And the, they've done some pretty crazy stuff with it that just really makes me want to follow it through. Um, I don't want to spoil much, you know, but the concept, first off, you have no idea what's going on for a good while. Nope. Um, and it's just kind of intriguing. The story is very interesting to me. We'll see if, if by the end of it, if I'm like, oh, that's it. Or if I'm like, yeah. But we'll just have to wait and see. I guess to touch on the story stuff a little bit, you're playing as a character who is a samurai, kind of in this like neo, neon-soaked rain, terrible world. Everything's like falling apart, and it's, it's a bad way. Um, and you just go on missions sent by your psychiatrist. Yeah. Which is weird to murder people. Yeah. And, and all Um, you really know is that you used to be some kind of military and you've lost your memory. Yeah. But you don't, Um, you don't know what, what happened or how you got here. And sometimes you like appear places and you're like, how did I get here? Yeah. And, And it's just weird. And then, you, and then when that happens, I usually say, F you. Like, why am I here? What, the, the, what the F? Yeah, but like the style of the game is really cool. Yeah. Um, uh, like, so it's kind of, it reminds me a lot of Hotline Miami. Yeah. Um, but instead of top down, it's side scroller. And I guess the main mechanic is you have a sword and you hit people. Yeah, and you can hit uh, bullets. And if, they, if they hit you, you're done. Like one shot and you're dead. Yeah. Uh, and you have to redo like the room over again. Uh, but you have a mechanic where you can slow down time, which is explained in the story eventually. Uh, and with that, you can reflect bullets. You can uh, put yourself in a better position to handle people. Uh, it's really fast and it's really visceral. Um, my problem with it is I feel like it should be a little tighter than it is. Yeah. Uh, I feel like sometimes you go into like a chaotic situation and you just murder everyone. 
Uh, and then sometimes you go into the chaotic situation. And you're like, I don't know how I died. It's- well, here's the thing that kept irritating me. The one mechanic I don't like is when you get real close up on a guy and he just like punches you and you fall on your back. Mm. When, you know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about? And when that the happens, guys. there's no instant like get up. You're just stuck down for a second. And like everything kind of stops, like not yeah. time, but everything like stops and he like points a gun at you. And it's like, do I move? Do I get up? Because until well, you get a lot up, of times you can't you defend have, yourself. You're trying to move. You're trying to get up the whole time. And then before you can, you're shot. There's no, there's seems, like, seems like there's no defense against it. it and that's like the only random, really annoying mechanic. It seems like a random amount of time that you're down. Like, I, and like moving sometimes gets you up. And then sometimes I'm like, why am I not getting up? Yeah, uh, it's weird. That's, those, the, that's really my only complaint about the game. Those enemies are annoying, uh, but not in the good annoying way. I don't know. I I found it fun because that only seems to happen like if, for example, somebody's got a gun and they're shooting at me and I roll to dodge because when you roll, you're invincible, right? Yep. I roll to dodge, but the end of my roll ends right in front of them. If mm. you just time it where the end of the roll is when you're behind them, then you don't have that problem. Yeah. Which is what I started doing, but it's still really annoying that that happens. Um, but like when you... It's cool because you can slow down time and you, you know, you see the bullets coming at you and you just you can hit them back at the enemies. But like once you kind of get it all down, you can do the whole thing without slowing time down at all. Yeah. And then you yeah. feel bad. Like it feels yeah. good. Um, but yeah, it's it's pretty sweet. Uh, it's I don't know, man. I really like the game. It's hard. It's not easy, but yeah. it's not ever as hard as it looks at the same time. It's like that perfect balance of challenge. I feel like a lot of times where it's just fun. I think if I think if the story stuff wasn't as obtuse as it is, I'd it, be more invested. I think you just need to get a little farther, man, because I'm a but little I, farther than you are. Even even still, like during the gameplay, I'm either like, I'm not having that great a time or man, this is amazing. Uh and then it gets to the story stuff and it's just it feels like it's like edgy to be edgy and it's like everybody's like f you f you uh, blah 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 and you have the you have like this ability to interrupt conversations yeah I or that interrupt was really them cool. talking uh and it's it's always like you're not that hard f you i'm i'm harder like you can't do that uh and i feel like the tone is just not doing it for me yeah um so I'll probably finish it. It's probably not going to be the longest game in the world. I doubt it. Uh, so I'll, I'll see it through because I feel like I'm a good chunk of the way there. But uh, it's not really doing for me what I felt like Hotline Miami did for me, which is also that tone. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what the. I didn't play as much Hotline. Oh, I loved Hotline. I thought it was good. I just. I, did you play Mr. Shifty? I never got around to it. It's a lot like Hotline, just different tone. Yeah. But it's the gameplay is very similar. That's the one I, where you like teleport around, yeah. right? I played a lot more of that one um, than Hotline, but even that one, there came a point where I was like, eh, I didn't even ever finish it. So I don't know. I, this, I'm enjoying this game better than both of those. I think when this game is good, it's like amazing. But I think there's a lot of low points that I'm not a fan of in both the gameplay and the story department. Yeah. I I mean, for me, these kind of games generally aren't adrenaline pumping to begin with. It's just kind of like, Oh, this is fun. This is just mindless. Like, let's do this. 
And then you have a mission where I'm like, man, that felt that felt really good. And, um, you know, but those aren't all the time, at least yet. I have a feeling towards the closer towards the end of the game that you get, the better the missions are going to feel. I have a feeling that's how it's going to go. The early ones are sometimes all over the place. Um, yeah. But. I don't know. I, I think it's good. I'm enjoying the game a lot. I don't. I think that alone says a lot for me just because the type of game that it is. If yeah. that makes sense. I think I think. If you like Hotline Miami and you like those kind of games, I think this is definitely worth a look. Uh, because I do think it's overall good. Um, but I just had a couple of qualms. Yeah, it. I like it, though, man, because you first get into an area sometimes and like you feel like it's impossible. Mm-hmm. Until you figure one thing out and then you're like, oh, I got this. You know, I don't know. I enjoy that. Picking up stuff and throwing them at dudes is always a good time. Yeah, especially it, when it's it like feels, a Molotov. Yeah, it feels real good when you just <laughs> chuck that thing across the room. But I guess that's like sometimes I guess I throw something and I guess he shot a he shot a bullet. Yeah. And it hits the bullet and I'm like, oh, come on. Well, yeah, like, it does happen. That's why, like, I don't know. I, you got to plan it out. You got to plan which guy you're going to throw that at. Um, I will say and you save it for that guy, because if it's a guy who's going to shoot it out of the air, then you maybe either need to wait for him to get closer to you so he doesn't have time to do that. Or, you know, I, something you got to plan everything pretty well. I will like echo your point about like you can use time uh, manipulation to slow it down. But this is a game where you can do it without slowing it down. Yeah. And when you when you do that. Oh, man. Yeah. Because at the end of every room, they show you like, because I guess the concept is like, this is him doing it, mm-hmm. uh, bef- seeing how many times. T- yeah, he's like running through it, it in his head. Kind of like Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, he's uh, like Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then it shows you actually completing it. But when you do it without the time manipulation, it just looks normal. Right. Uh, but with the time manipulation, it takes it out. So it shows you how you play through. So then I'm like, man, I could have done that without the time stuff. Yeah. It took me a while to figure out, like, I didn't realize at first, just because sometimes I don't pay attention to details in games like this, but I didn't notice at first, like, you, the timing. I couldn't figure out the timing on, like, hitting a bullet back at a guy. Mm. Um, But I eventually realized there's, like, a little icon that pops up over their head. So, like, as soon as it pops up, if you swing most of the time, you're going to get them. Yeah. Oh, I thought I was just good at the game. No, so <laughs> by using that, I mean, I can almost always, you know, huh. hit a bullet back at him without using slow down time. Yeah. Um, you got to time it right, because if they're real far away, it's different, too. Yeah, it the just, rounds travel at a good speed that it is feasible that you can shoot it back at them without slowing it down. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's pretty cool. I like the game a lot. And yeah. it started getting real wild. I think I don't think you've gets, gotten up. It gets on wilder, stuff, man. Yeah, dude, it's already wild. It gets it gets pretty crazy. You're like, what the heck, man? Like, what is this? Yeah, yeah dude. It, yeah, I gotta finish that then. Yeah, and I'm just really curious where it's gonna go because all that may be for nothing. I don't know. That's that's my fear. Is yeah. like all this setup. But I still and stuff. gotta know. Like, yeah. I gotta know what is this gonna become. Yeah, hopefully it's good. So anyway, that's Katana Zero. My Switch is sitting 
right next to me. That's probably what I'm going to do after we wrap this up. Yeah. I also I also played some more Splitgate beta last weekend. Splitgate? Yeah. I um I also noticed so I don't know if you remember last week I talked about the time to kill maybe being too low because I uh-huh. felt like I was getting shot in the back a lot. Uh-huh. That's not it. I figured it out. So I was talking on the Discord with one of the devs back and forth and and a couple of the other guys playing and it actually it's not that. When they said it, I was like, dude, you're right. That's exactly what it is. So in that game, they, they overhauled the audio um, bef- like before this new beta test. So when they, last time I played the alpha, the audio was completely different. Um, and when they overhauled the audio, it's not like done yet. So the new overhauled audio has some glitches. And the biggest issue was when you get shot, when you're getting shot, you can't really tell that you're getting shot. Like the indicators aren't good. So like you're getting shot and you don't realize it until your, your armor is gone. I think that's what they call the shield is armor. So like that was the issue was I, I was getting shot and not noticing it. So then by the time I'm noticing it, I die so fast. And I'm like, why am I dying so much faster than the other guy? And it was because oh, so I like- wasn't even noticing I was getting shot. So when you're getting shot from behind, you don't even notice it. So you're just, you just continue on. You don't even turn around and look. And that's, it was due to their audio overhaul not being completed yet and not being finished yet. So that's why I didn't feel it in the alpha and I felt it in the beta. Um, so anyway, that's just a correction from that um, on why I was like kind of frustrated with what was going on last weekend. But that should all be um, ready and fixed by the time the game comes out. The game is great, man. I love it. You post- I'm so excited for it. You posted some sweet uh, clips. Yeah, we did some custom games, man. They were so fun. I was playing with dubs, and um, we did, like, shotguns with yep. unlimited ammo, no reloads in a custom game. And everybody had a quarter health. Uh, oh, crazy. Yeah, and you could move at double pace. Oh, gosh. So, so we're, we're running around like it's faster than old Quake, man. And you're just running around, and you can, like, snipe people in the head with shotguns. And it was so fast-paced, man. Started the custom game up, and within a match, you know, we had a full lobby of people. And, man, it just it was, it was just insane. It was nuts. And I got some crazy plays in there. So I posted some of those on, the, on, a, on my Instagram. That's at Royal Square with a zero for the O. And, um, and on our Facebook page. They're on there, too. It's really cool that they uh, allow all those mods to happen um that's what i mean that's what halo custom games were man yeah that's why everybody loved like halo 3 custom games the only thing they're missing is a is a map builder like people want to build their own maps like a forge yeah and that's the only thing they're missing but i guarantee you if the game succeeds which it's still kind of on the fence whether or not it's going to but if the game succeeds which i mean i'm gonna buy it and i hope a few of you out there are gonna buy it but um, I have a feeling there's no doubt that we'll add something like that. Have they mentioned anything more about consoles? Um, I think it it depends on if they get the funds from PC yeah. sales to make it, you know, weigh it and make it worth porting to consoles. I don't think that's a sure thing yet. They plan to. That's the current like mindset. But we all know cool. what that means. I mean, yeah. if it flops and doesn't sell well, then it's not going to happen. But I, I don't think that's going to happen. I think it's going to sell pretty well. I hope it sells bonkers, but I don't think that's going to happen either because this game's just it's just geared towards a niche group. It's just yeah. the truth. Um I'm just happen to be part of that group. Um cool. but anyway, yeah, I hope I hope it goes well. Playing gunplay with portals, 
Yeah, this is the Halo plus Portals game, for those who don't know. It's it's insane, you know. That's awesome. It's, it's so good. Um, But I think that's, from what you told me, all we've been playing. Well, I, play, I also played more Division. Oh, yeah. I've not played Division this week. I um, I played some more Division. I'm now World Tier 5. Oh, really? Yeah, I finished the title basin. So you're you're pretty close to raid ready. Yeah. Speaking of raid ready. Uh got delayed a little bit. It did. This was come so, out the twenty fifth, I think, of April. Yeah. And they pushed it to was it it's unknown time in May. That's okay. I'd rather them release something good, I guess. Yeah. I I agree. Um and, and a lot of the reasoning behind it it sounded like coming from them was due to their their balancing with PvE and PvP. Which, if you've paid attention to the subreddit at all in the past, you know, since release, really, that's since the patches, that's kind of what everybody's been complaining about. It's like, it feels yeah. like you're, you're nerfing guns and things like that to balance for PvP, and it's not, it's affecting PvE in a negative way, and, and people are just kind of expressing concern over it, and this is them saying, hey, look, we hear your concerns, so we're going we're gonna to delay the raid, and we're going to get this right first. And I can appreciate so, that. Have they said that they're going, going to start balancing? for pvp and pve separately they said they already were really yeah they said that we actually have um the balancing separate and things are separate but um this was a a comment from one of the developers on reddit actually on this on a reddit post that i read and he said we were we already have the ability to do that and we are doing it in some cases but in some cases we're also applying it to both Um, Hmm. but people just aren't super happy about the way they're doing it so it's like they're very afraid of it feels like you're doing this. And, and a lot of that stems from Division 1, which is kind of how it was done. It's like it felt like they balanced for Dark Zone stuff and messed up the PvE experience. And so, I mean, we'll just we'll see what they do with that. Um, you know, I know we talked about the Mark 17 getting nerfed and not being super pleased with it because the gun was already kind of feeling weak, especially in the later what levels. You'd pick one up that's a level 30, and it's just not that good a lot of times. Yeah. You know, compared to how good it felt in the early game. Um, when I got that one and it, so nerfing it just didn't feel like the right move but um, it, it, really all the semi-auto rifles none of them really feel good late game and so it's like I, I feel like they need to rather buff them than nerf them so I just felt like the opposite of the right move but hopefully they, they get in there and they do some good stuff and, and uh, everybody's happy with what they come up with so I'm, I'm cool with it I can wait yeah uh, I'm glad that you're having fun with that game yeah, it's good. I like it. It's 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 really good. I need to play more of it. I've been I've been feeling guilty for not playing other things. Uh and now with uh Days Gone coming next week, uh I will be playing that. And I think I'm looking forward to that game more than the rest of the people are. Well, uh, of course I can't look forward to it but so much cuz I don't have a PlayStation. <laughs> yeah. But um, I actually, I think that I think the game looks really cool. It it looks like one thing Sony tends to nail in their first party games is just they they provide a good narrative experience, mm. and and I expect nothing less than that from this. You know, yeah. And, I I'm not like burnt out on zombies. I think zombies are still fun. Uh, I'm not like everybody else in the world who's like, oh gosh, not another zombie thing. Well, I I kind of am, but I yeah. also don't see this as just another zombie game. I don't think well, that's this, what it's going to be. The way they're doing the waves of zombies, they call them freakers, uh, looks really interesting. 
Uh, and they they kind of modeled them off of water, like flowing through uh, these locations. Mm. So it's it's kind of like World War Z just came out the game, obviously. But World War Z, the movie, just how like just a massive group just all running at one time uh, at you and how scary that can be. And I hope they make the animations look good like these like they're almost out of control and like being pushed around by one another um yeah i think this is one of those weird games where those animations of how that looks might make or break the game for me uh because it could look really good or it could look really bad right um and that's such an integral part of that game that i'm really hoping it looks good uh but I'm excited about that. I'll talk about that a little bit next week because I won't have had too much time with it. But yeah. So we also got some news. We got a confirmed release date for Jedi Fallen Order. Yep. Of November 15th, 2019. We didn't get to talk about the trailer last week because we recorded earlier. We didn't. Um, uh, what did you think of that? I thought it looks great. Honestly, yeah. I think it looks great. I know some people were underwhelmed by it. Um. I thought I think it looks good, man. I really like the it feels like they they haven't blown up the scope of the story. I feel mm. like it's a common problem with like a Star Wars game story is let's make this like a huge, you know, big set Galaxy piece of a spanning. thing. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like this is like, let's focus on this one guy and let's yeah. let's develop his character and talk about where he came from and what he's going through and and show you what that becomes because you know some disaster that happens where he's forced to reveal that he has is a force sensitive character where he's been trying to hide that because you know they're hunting jedi and just that whole concept is just like so interesting to me and i just want to see where they go with it because i I like it i'm okay if they blow the scope up bigger in the end but i like that it starts so focused to me that's like a key to a good story and um and i feel like they're really nailing that here so i hope i really have high hopes for it I think where that game takes place in the the Star Wars mythos, I don't think you can blow it up too big. Yeah, no, I agree. It takes place between three and four, uh, and it has to do with the Jedi surviving Order sixty six, a Padawan. Right. Um. So we know that at some point, like he's not going to murder the Empire. Uh, the Empire still has to be standing. Right. In the end. Uh, so it kind of feels like it's just going to be the story of this kid's survival. Um, but it could go on to show some key part that we've never known about how the rebellion became what it became. Or, you know, yeah. there could be something that points to a larger scope story that oh, we, sure. but not necessarily gets there. But it, like, there's a lot of things they could do with this. I feel like that yeah. could be really cool. So I, I hope they do it right. I, I'm excited for it. I can't wait to play it, honestly. I like uh, the narrative-driven idea, and I want more lightsaber combat. Uh, yeah, they finally came out and said that it's a third-person action game. Yeah. Uh, they keep saying thoughtful combat, so... Yeah, not... there's been some back and forth. Like, it'll be kind of Dark Souls-like in the way that your combat goes, but not yeah. to a point where, like, you're getting wrecked every second. Not, not the difficulty, just the way the game plays. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. But, like, basically saying... Easy to learn, but like you can really get into the technicality of the combat. And that's just an interesting idea to me. It seems, sounds like it could be a really fun gameplay. Um, yeah, I imagine it'll, I imagine it won't go 
to where the Force Unleashed was, which was pretty much straight, like Devil May Cry or Bayonetta style, third person action. Mm-hmm. Um, and it'll be it'll be restrained, I feel, but without the difficulty that comes from Dark Souls or uh, Bloodborne. Yeah. And they they said that, like, you're going to have to look at an enemy and you're going to have to fight him differently because he's that enemy. Yeah, like they'll uh, have specific weaknesses and things like whereas that. In like, whereas in uh, Force Unleashed, it was just... Hack and smash, slash. Mash the button. Yeah. And kill the guys. So they basically came out... I want to say that the words came out of their mouth saying, this is not a hack and slash. Yeah. I mean, lightsaber combat is a, a focal point of the game, but it's not a hack and slash combat. It's very much a technical combat. And that's exciting. I think that's so something th- I can get behind. So think of episodes four, five, and six, not episodes one, two, and three. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm excited about that game. Yeah. Um, you mentioned it earlier, but uh, Microsoft had a few announcements from their Inside Xbox stream. Uh, they announced that they are doing Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, I believe it's called, which is going to be uh, Game Pass and Gold combined into one. For $15 a month. Yeah. Now I was a little disappointed. I think that's the right price. No, I wasn't disappointed in their monthly price. I was disappointed in the absence of an annual price. Yeah. Um, they said something they said something weird, like alluding to the fact that if you have both already, you can get money back for the price. Yeah, but like, so here was my thing. If I did the math on this, $15 a month. For 12 months is $180. Where if you pay a year up front of gold for 60 bucks, and then you pay 10 bucks a month for Game Pass, it's 120 bucks. That comes together to equal $180. It's not really savings. It's not really savings. Um, it's just basically now you don't have to pay gold for 60 bucks a year up front. You can pay 15 a month and get the same discounted price on gold. Which is, I mean, it's still not necessarily a bad thing. I just was hoping for a little bit more, I guess. Um, but this you know, seems it's... to be for the the monthly payment people. Yeah. Um, well, also just I... for those who don't want to pay a year of gold up front, you know. Well, I guess that is the monthly payment people. But yeah. I guess if you went by the models, it would be yeah, like you said, one eighty. But then you usually subtract two months off of it for an annual, so it would be one fifty for a year. Maybe they looked at that number and said that number seems a bit big to ask people to pay so it might not be worth it to ask them to pay that maybe but it's i don't know it's maybe it'll come later you know after things have died down they just didn't want to do it up front because then that'd be the focal point of the conversation is how microsoft wants you to put up all this money yeah you know so i mean i guess i get it but at the end of the day to me i'm already looking at the year talking 180 bucks a year which is what if you have gold uh, a one-year subscription and and you're paying 10 bucks a month for game pass it's the same thing it's the same so i got money. so i recently re-upped everything and i somehow stumbled into a game pass for a year for 60 see uh, that would be good if they did a year and, for 120 that's a dude you're saving 60 well, I, I did i did game pass for a year for 60 which is already far superior savings to the normal game pass price which is like 100 for a year it breaks down to five dollars a month i mean you can't beat that yeah, and they, and I got uh gold for forty, so I pretty much spent a hundred dollars on 
gold in Game Pass for a year. Yeah. Um, just by shopping those deals, they put those deals out a lot. So if you're interested, like just keep an eye out on what they're doing. I think right now they're doing a a three month for a dollar thing for Game Pass. I think that's only for new subscribers, but yeah. Woo. But I get it. Yeah. Because you just buy fifty. It's all about um, the subscriber count, man. You gotta get those new subs. Yeah, and speaking of Game Pass, they also announced officially announced the Xbox One all digital. Yep. And they had a very amusing uh release commercial, I guess, for it. Yeah, and that it was pretty good. It was pretty funny. Was, if you didn't if you missed it, go look it up. The Xbox One S all digital. There's um, there's one point where they just funny. slap a white piece of tape over the disk drive on the Xbox One S. It's pretty good. Yeah, it was it was funny. Uh but I guess I'm speaking for myself here. That did not come in at the price that I wanted it to. It came in at two fifty. Yeah. It's a serious bummer. Dude, I th- I think I mentioned it in a previous episode. I bought an Xbox One S one terabyte last summer, right after E3, because I want to play all the Halo games, right? Bought it for one ninety nine. Yeah. A white one S one terabyte with a disk drive for one ninety nine. Now that was a sale price during E3. You can still find them for that price. So, and it came with they PUBG. Did, they did at least say that the all digital will always be fifty dollars less than the Xbox One S, uh, even including sale prices. But that's only Microsoft sales. Yeah. But like, if GameStop runs a sale, they may put one on sale and not the other. So as of as of right now, it seems like the lowest this will go is probably two hundred. And that's just a bummer, man. That's just not, that's not, I mean, I don't know. I don't see it. I I don't see the value in that console at $250. It does come with three games. Uh, I think it was. But they're all Game Pass games. Forza Horizon 3, I don't think is. Oh, but Forza Horizon 4 is on Game Pass. Yeah, I know. So it's, I think it was Forza Horizon 3 that came with it. I hope that's right. <laughs> but and, it was one it was one of the ones that's not on Game Pass, I'm pretty sure. And they're offering the three months for a dollar when you buy that. Yeah. Uh they're all digital as well. Yeah, man. Came I in, just I just it's don't a bit see lackluster. It, man. Yeah. It's just a waste if you ask me. They kind of had an opportunity to undercut Sony in this like last stretch of the console generation. Yeah. Uh and they didn't. I They've been they I feel like they've been cutting their losses a little bit for a while just cuz the lifetime numbers are not good. Um so what's the point of boosting those numbers that aren't good? Yeah. Uh So my assumption is in traditional Xbox fashion though with this release of this console they're they're not really going to expect bonker sales numbers on it no. anyway. So they're not going to produce like millions and millions and millions of consoles. So, I mean, it'll probably do fine. It'll probably do what they expect. I mean, it's for the customer that's only looking at price tags most yeah. for the most part, you know? So. And I then mean, when you, when, when Christmas rolls around and that thing drops to 200 because they're doing a seasonal sale. But like I said, man, I bought a 1S, 1 terabyte with PUBG for 199 199 yeah. dude. Yeah. Brand new. That wasn't it's even bu- used. It's a bummer. I don't know, man. I just don't see It's crazy. I don't see it. All right. 
that's it for Microsoft, pretty much. Yeah. Nothing else too crazy. I mean, Phil Spencer did mention he has his own personal server for the X Cloud. Yeah, that he's been playing the, Destiny Phil, the 2 Phil Spencer and, server. <laughs> yeah, the Phil Spencer server. He said he's been playing uh, Destiny Two and um, something else that I don't remember. See, mm, yeah, I don't remember. Uh, but uh, he said he's been playing Destiny Two on that, so that's interesting. But on his on his cellular phone, yeah, with his, with controller. his controller. Just Phil Spencer in first class of a plane, <laughs> strapped controller with a phone strapped on top of it. Might have Chilling. some signal troubles up in a plane though. But uh, not. It's it's Phil Spencer. Oh yeah, so he's got that personal. He's got the Phil Spencer router in the plane. Yeah, he's got the Phil Spencer router <laughs> right above his seat. Yeah, and he's then got when that he lands in the Wi-Fi. airport, he has his Phil Spencer uh, baggage guy with him. Yeah, and then he has his Phil Spencer taxi driver. All this, the way into the hotel. And then he uses his, his Phil Spencer hotspot. <laughs> he just gets to the hotel and everything has his name on it because he's Phil Spencer. He's a big deal. Yeah. He went to All the Phil Spencer hotel. The, the Phil Spencer <laughs> server. Uh, speaking of executives. Yeah. Uh, of companies that are important. Uh, news for Reggie. Fiza May. The former president of Nintendo America. Yeah. Uh he's officially had his last day at Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Uh that is sad news. And then he had to go and I maybe on purpose drop one more bomb on the way out the door. Yeah. To his fans and the Nintendo fans. He posted he's been posting on his new personal Twitter about all the uh retirement gifts he's been getting from people around Nintendo, studios around Nintendo. Yeah. And he posted a picture from Retro Studios that is framed and signed by everybody. Uh, and it's Reggie with Donkey Kong and Dixie Kong and everybody. Uh, Samus is in there um, because Retro makes all those games, obviously. Yeah. Uh, in front of that picture, there is a trophy or a statue of Mario. That's another like, thanks for being with us, Reggie, obviously. Behind Mario's butt. On that picture from Retro Studios is a robotic hand. Mm-hmm. And people are flipping out about what the heck this robotic hand is. Yeah, because Reggie covered it up with Mario, and people want to know why. Covered it up poorly with Mario. Yeah. So we just see this little robotic hand, and no one really knows what it is. Um, a lot of people are guessing, but no one knows for sure, which would lead everyone else to believe that it's likely something we don't know and some kind of new character. I would be interested in maybe even a, a new IP from Retro Studios. Mm-hmm. I think they've proven themselves with the Metroid Prime trilogy. And uh, we talked last week, I think Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze is, a, is an amazing work of, uh, an amazing piece of work. And I would, no. no, not a piece of work. A pe- <laughs> he's piece a real of piece of work. He's a real piece of work, Reggie. <laughs> uh, and we talked about it last week, but I think Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze is is truly great in what it and what it accomplishes. Yeah. Uh, so the likelihood or the possibility that this is a brand new original IP from Retro Studios has me very excited. 
Yeah. I'm I a lot of people are speculating too, maybe it's some kind of new Metroid Prime character for four. Yeah, they got four back. Yeah. So I mean, there's just everything's a guess at this point. It could point. be anything. Yeah. It could be nothing. And, and you know, everyone's assuming he deliberately covered it up. What if I mean there just wasn't enough room and you needed to put Mario right there? A wink wink nudge nudge. Yeah. I mean, we don't know. And only time will tell. Thank you, Reggie, for so many great years. But I think at this point, I think there were, I don't remember who it was, but there was some back and forth on Twitter about it from some guys at Retro um, hinting that it is something, uh, but they didn't say what. So yeah. we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, so Wired this week had an exclusive story on what the next generation holds for PlayStation. Yeah, the PS5. Um, Wired got to sit down with Mark Cerny, who was the lead developer for the PlayStation 4 and is now the lead developer for the PlayStation 5, because if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. Um, and they got to sit down and talk a little bit about what is in this quote-unquote powerhouse of a machine. Yeah. Uh, Jordan, you can obviously speak to more of the PC specs or compared than I could. I mean, a lot of this stuff is like not my world. So, I mean, I don't know details, deep in details of the hardware, like some other guys out there. I am, so, I am a hardware guy. So you don't but, know the true specs of a seven nanometers into eight core CPU based no. on the AMD Ryzen series. No, I do not. I don't know what that is going to mean. You don't know for, what for, the for GPU gaming on the PS5. being a variant on the Radeon Navi line is? No. This is all custom-made stuff. No. I have no idea. Um, and then, you know, the things we know, they're going to have ray tracing capabilities. They're going to have 8K capabilities, which, I mean, is a bit ridiculous because I think we're um, kind of far out from unnecessary. that. Um, <laughs> but I believe Xbox has the proper version of HDMI in it on the One X for 8K as well. It just I'm doesn't have any you. choices. I'm fine with you slapping a good HDMI port in there, but we, yeah. we can't even we can't even do 4K properly. Hey, this is marketing. <laughs> That's what this is. Oh, this is so, marketing. Yeah, I thought this was journalism. Uh, <laughs> you were wrong. Um, uh, so, I mean, so they talk about it will have ray tracing capability. I highly doubt it's going to do ray tracing at 60 frames at 8K. But because uh, that would be something many, that even to high end PCs can't do. But how many PCs could feasibly? I you don't know an obvious number, but do 8K 60 frames with ray tracing involved? Uh, I mean, I don't think you could pull that off. I mean, I don't know because I haven't seen it, but I don't think you could pull that off with anything other than some like some workstation GPUs, man. Which even those yeah. aren't going to be tuned for gaming, but the only thing that's going to have enough VRAM to make it make it feasible, I think. It's a ridiculous number. I mean, I could be wrong on that. Maybe it's doable with two twenty eighty Ti's and SLI, but I doubt it. I think that's more like how you're going to get ray tracing at four K and sixty FPS or hundred FPS. Um, I don't think you're going to get eight K out of that with so ray tracing. I think the biggest uh, bit of marketing they did in this in this article was to talk about the proprietary ssd uh that they are slapping in there as the hard drive uh replacement yeah um and obviously this is a current gen game but they put spider-man 
uh, from the PS4, had him fast travel somewhere, and I believe it took 18 seconds? It's 15 on the PS4. 15 on the PS4, and then they slapped the same game, Spider-Man, running at the same specs, onto the PS5 dev kit. They did the fast travel, and it was less than a second to do the fast travel load. Yeah. That seems nuts. I I don't buy it, man. And like I said, this is obviously a current gen game so that works perfectly thing. fine yeah. on current gen. Yeah. Running on a thing that is so souped up. Yeah. That even if you had a hard drive on it, it'd probably still go faster. Yeah, that's what I was going to say because like hard drive isn't the only factor in how fast the game loads. Yeah. You know what I mean? They probably got uh, you know, more RAM in that system and you know, they've got a better CPU and they've They've got all this other stuff. Who knows what better cooling they have? So there's all kinds of factors that go into that. Um, so, I mean, you're comparing and you're not just comparing the drive when you're working with two completely different systems. Yeah. So, so I don't know that I buy this marketing hype. Now, SSDs do make a world of difference, especially in Anthem. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, in, in most games, I mean, even in division, um, fast traveling speed is, is cut more than in half if you have it on an SSD. So, yeah. I mean, it's like, it's, it's a big difference when you have an SSD at all. Now, but, it is true. All SSDs are not created equal. Yeah. But the difference, I mean, I just don't see it being that huge. I mean, most of the time, the difference is negligible um, in, in majority of cases, especially if you're working with an NVMe versus a SATA drive. But we can get into all that, and it's a whole thing. But... I guarantee, I guarantee, I guarantee you that if they had this Spider-Man somehow up-res to 8K, 60 frames a second, whatever, ray tracing, and they put it through the same load, not nearly be as fast as sub one second. Yeah, probably not. Uh, but when you're talking about a quote-unquote 8K capable console, then trying to load something in 1080p or 4K, I guess it was running. But still, it's, I don't know. I don't know, man. I, I don't fully buy it, but I'm not trying to take away from what it is because having, just wiping all that out, just having an SSD in a console is a huge thing. It I'm makes a jump. huge difference. Yeah. It does, but we're expecting that from every next-gen console at this point. I mean, that's Do you just think the bottom that line. being able to develop with an SSD in mind will assist in things, or does that not really change anything? It could go either way, because here's the thing. You have things like Anthem, where they're like, yep. man, the load times are so slow. But hey, on SSD, it's tolerable, so we'll just leave it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Now, I don't think that was their thought process, but it could be for someone else. Their thought process we was more like, we know it's bad, but we don't have time to fix it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But but there there's always the risk of a company going into that mindset, like... So, so the, the consumer out there really has to get into a mindset when they get this new console that they need to demand that their load speeds be taking advantage of this SSD. If that's vocalized and, and made a big deal, then companies will do it. But there's always that possibility that they have some glitch they don't have time to fix because all these companies are always under such a big time crunch these days that, you know, at the end of the day, if it's not that bad because the SSD makes up for it, then they may just leave it. And, you know, just time will tell what that really becomes but my thought process is when you give developers all of this juice to make better looking games 
they are probably going to pick making a better looking game versus like extreme optimization of load times. Well, it's not an either or really here though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can definitely do both. Okay. Um, but at the end of the day, that gets into a way more complex conversation about the engine they're using and, and how that, what, coding language they're using and how they built the game and all, so much stuff that we're just not going to get into if we can just um, put everything on frostbite i think we'd be good <laughs> yeah um or you know over here like gta 5 taking five hours to load in and then you gotta wait through that to switch to online yeah yeah two loads oh god yeah it's horrible it's a weird way to so do that bad. yeah but there was like they put an option in there that you could like Set it to load directly into online. Well, there's also, I think, after a while with GTA 5, like when you load it up, it'd be like, push this button to switch to multiplayer. And like it would switch. But if you didn't do it soon enough, I think it would like go away if I remember right. But it's been a while. So, but yeah. yeah. Uh, On the heels of the Wired article, um, a tweet from Season Gaming, uh, Aisley Bowden came out saying that he had some insiders at Xbox saying that, yeah, the quote-unquote Xbox Anaconda will be more advanced than the PS5. Of course they're going to say that, but they're saying, Obviously. like, more powerful. Um, that, that's a more bold statement, I think, but... This, this, this we'll quote says more see, advanced. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll wait and see. I think it's going to be really interesting. You know, I feel like we're going to see these things next year. I mean, we got it right. So yeah, uh, we're, next year's we might going to be see, fun. We might see Xbox at this year's E3. You think so? There's rumors swirling. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be. That'd I wouldn't be, be surprised. Wild. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, if Microsoft foregoes a holiday launch to launch earlier in the year, kind of like Nintendo for their console. Just so they can beat out Sony. Just to beat out Sony. It's not a bad plan. I think they've been... Microsoft has had their eyes on next-gen a lot longer than Sony, I think. Seems um, like it. Because, uh, you know, I mean, that they was said Phil been, Spencer's whole big thing. Uh, Sony said he's been developing for five, four or five years now. Yeah. So, I mean, they've been working on it, obviously. Well, yeah. I mean, that's always going to be the case. But the question is, how much resources has Sony been giving them? And how much has that grown in the past couple of years? I think you know ever I mean? since I think ever since Phil Spencer took over, it's probably been like more future facing. Yeah, for Xbox. because at the end of the day, I mean, I'm pretty sure at one point they came out a few years ago and Phil Spencer was like, look, we get it. This is not this. Yeah. This generation didn't go as we planned. So we're going to we're going to focus on the next thing. Xbox yep. One X was the first <clears throat> step in that, I feel like, and, and like showing, hey, this is where we're headed. Um, but, you know, it's still. I feel like they've had a lot more resources directed at next gen for a longer period of time than Sony, but that's just a feeling that you get from what you see. There's no like proof or, or concrete evidence in what that is. So it's all just conjecture at this point. And it's also been confirmed that PlayStation five will have backwards compatibility. Yeah. Which is at this point, everything needs to have it. I still, man, I still just wish my Nintendo switch played like every Nintendo game ever made. It'd be the most valuable console yeah, if it played great. everything, you know? Um, yeah. But yeah, it's, um, it, it's a big thing these days. Yeah. They, if they didn't have that, they, they, they would have gotten a, it'd have been a PR nightmare. Well, I mean, they already got flack for 
you know, shoving all the old PlayStation games on PS Now. Yeah. As bad of an experience as that has been. So, yeah. Uh, this has all been exciting. I think, I think all this console talk is exciting to hear. Yeah. And we have a little bit more. We also have some rumors about some new Switch consoles. Yeah. This is not, this is not a big, as, as big a deal. It's not. Obviously. It's not because this is not next gen. Um, there's a rumor that came out um, suggesting that we're going to get a Nintendo Switch like uh, like a mini version. Like it's going to be a little smaller, better for travel. Um, don't know much more than that. Obviously, this is just none of this is confirmed. Um, but from this rumor, where did it come from, Evan? Uh, a Japanese news service, Nikkei. Yeah. And and they're saying they're saying that it'll still be a dockable Switch. So you'll still be able to use it on the TV. Yep. Um, and you could only, the other big thing has been rumored for a while is that there will be two SKUs. Um, so I think a big, you know, assumption that a lot of us are making is that there's going to be a, if there's going to be a mini, then we're going to have maybe like a Nintendo Switch XL or like a, like a bigger version. That would fit their branding up to this point. Yeah. So it could be interesting to see um, just what that becomes. And, um, you know, I'd I'd like to have a bigger screen, honestly. But the I feel like the Switch is a really good size at the same time. I wouldn't want anything smaller, no. personally. Um, there may be a market for that out there. I wouldn't want anything smaller. I'd go for bigger, probably, if they had it, depending yeah. on price points and things like that. But we just have to wait and see. It's interesting, you know. Supposedly, I think these things are rumored to be uh, revealed at some point this year. Yeah. So. Should know more soon enough, maybe around summer, end of summer, fall, something like that. And also, uh, the first DLC character that is not Piranha Plant has been released for Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Uh, it is Joker from Persona Five, who is the protagonist character. Yeah, uh, he looks rad. I, um, I heard a little news about it busting the eShop when he came out. Too. It was so popular that it broke the eShop. Yeah. Has a has DLC ever broken? Not that not that Nintendo is like the the epitome of like network security or stability. Yeah. But I, I don't think know that I can think of a time off the top of my head where a DLC release has has crashed a server. I think it's I think it's hilarious that a DLC character release has broken yeah uh the e but they, they got it fixed you know fairly quickly from my fairly understanding quickly. so and you know um, it's still just kind of funny Joker looks cool he's got a gun he shoots people blah blah yeah uh and they they seem to do a good job at throwing his persona in there and making him a part of the kit uh it seems like when your persona is out you're kind of overpowered because you get a counter and a reflect on the same move. Uh, so reflect, obviously, is a, a ranged counter and a counter is a melee counter. Um, yeah. And they even mention it in the trailer that like, hey, that's not that's not that's not a thing. Right. Um, and I'm just I just want the persona music in Smash is did, really all I want. Did they do that? Yeah. The. Nice. The stage for um, Joker is called Mementos, which is from Persona 5. Uh, but they put in music from Persona 4 and Persona 3. 
and whatever music is playing changes like the look and the color of the stage. Mm. Uh, and all those games have great music. And I would just like to play Smash to those songs. I still just want to play Persona 5. So bring it to the Switch, please. Bring it to the Switch. This, um, this, has, to, this has to be like the Reaper. The <laughs> forebearer of Persona coming to Switch. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't see how you would do this and then not later announce like, hey, yeah, Persona's coming to Switch. It's weird. It's weird to me that it's Joker's already come out on Switch and we still haven't heard anything about it. Yeah. But, you know, Nintendo does things their way. So, um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's the Nintendo news for this week. Um, we also had Ubisoft uh, giving away Assassin's Creed Unity on Uplay um, for yep. PC players um, so that they can appreciate the scenery and, and whatnot of their recreation of the Notre, Notre Dame cathedral um and uh they also donated five hundred thousand euros to the reconstruction and rebuilding of of the uh cathedral and the damage that happened from the fire this week yeah Um, which is just a pretty pretty bummer that that happened i think this is this is ubisoft just putting good stuff back into the world yeah um because that was a tragedy um losing such a historical piece of architecture iconic yeah um not all the way the the bones are still there in parts but uh that is that is an impactful thing that uh affects a lot of people right and to see ubisoft step in and say hey i know it's not it's not perfect but here's our recreation of notre dame uh, in Assassin's Creed Unity, you can have it for free. And here's uh, and we're also gonna, half a million euros. Yeah, we're going to give half a million euros to help fund the the rebuilding of, of that iconic piece of architecture. And did you see that uh, Unity is getting reverse review bombed on Steam? No, I didn't. That's interesting. So for those unaware, review bombing is generally when some bad PR happens people go to a game on steam and or wherever and just like give it bad reviews just because they don't like the PR that's happening. Uh, It happened with borderlands two recently because of the epic news announcement. Right. Um, so, uh, unity has been getting reverse review bombed on steam because people are so happy that Ubisoft is doing this, that they're giving it a bunch of good reviews. Mm -hmm. Uh, which I think is crazy because I don't think Unity is really that good at all. <laughs> but uh, I never played so, it, so now I have it. Now I'm going to try. We're so far it. from it that yeah. uh, that this is all this is all positive. This is a feel good story, uh, and I can't be I can't be more happy to see to see awesome stuff like this happening. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. So how's that beer? The beer was good. Very refreshing. Now I just want to go to a brewery. It's such a beautiful day outside. Yeah, it's a nice Saturday after a pretty gloomy Friday we had here in Richmond. It was a gloomy Friday with like threatenings of tornadoes, but no storms ever happened. In in Richmond, I mean, they did get some some damage. I saw some homes got torn apart mm. in a few areas, but it wasn't central. I can't remember yeah. exactly where that was, but it'll it was it seemed to be some rough south stuff. of south of me, and yeah. we didn't really we didn't really get much from it. But, uh, but yeah, so good. And how was your beer? Um, it was actually really good. I was surprised. I mean, I 
tastes like a lo- like a lager, you know, it tastes like beer. It was good. good. I enjoyed it. Um, I'd drink it again. I probably will drink it again. Awesome. So, uh, bef- before, before I go two quick things that are a little bit off topic. Uh, if you can go watch doom patrol on the DC universe app, uh, if anything, just, just try a free trial and watch some of that show. Oh God. It's good. It is amazing. I'm going to check it, it is, out myself. It is, it is like rude and irreverent and awesome, but the the absurdity of that show does not take away from the characters of that show. And I think yeah. they do amazing character stuff too. And I think that's really hard to do. And they've done such a great job. I love that show to death. Uh, and I, I fear that it's not going to get the praise that it deserves because it's on uh, a smaller platform. Uh, and also Avengers Endgame is this week. Yeah. It's happening. Are you watching it Thursday? Heck yeah, dude. Yeah. I don't know when I'll get to see it. I got a kid and I got things I got to figure out, but hopefully soon. Darn kids. But you can tell us your thoughts spoiler free on next week's. No, episode. I'm going to, I'm going to all the spoilers next no, week. No, no. Cause all I won't have seen it yet. So you can't do okay, that. Okay. None of the spoilers next week. <laughs> um, but, uh, good. That's cool. it. That's it for me. Cool. And my off topic rants. Well, I think that wraps it up for us. Um, thank you so much for, for listening to what we had to say. Um, be sure to check us out on Instagram at button key games. Uh, check it out our website, buttonkey.games. Uh, send us questions uh, or, or let us know if we said something incorrectly. Buttonkey.games slash contact. Um, we really look forward to it. Thank you so much for listening, folks. Stay classy out there.